Welcome, everyone, to It's a Wrap with Rap. I am your host, Ron Rappaport. This podcast features extraordinary people who do special things to enrich our lives and also features people who have overcome major challenges and adversities in their lives to come out on top. Today, we have 18-year-old Sam Mitchell, who was diagnosed at age four with autism. Although he is quite successful, he has had his trials and tribulations over the years. Sam hosts his own podcast called Autism Rocks and Rolls, where he has interviewed many prominent guests in various fields of endeavor who are autistic, such as singer and guitarist James Durbin, American scientist Mary Temple Grandin, and others. Sam even has a line of merchandise related to his podcast. Let's review what exactly autism is. Autism has been termed the great modern health concern. Autism is not a disease. So what exactly is autism? Well, autism spectrum disorders or ASDs as they're called are a group of developmental disabilities that can cause significant social communication and behavioral challenges. People with ASDs handle information in their brain differently than other people. ASDs are spectrum disorders. That means ASDs affect each person in different ways and can range from very mild to severe. Now, there are three different types of ASDs. There's autistic disorder or your classic autism, Asperger's syndrome, which uh, Sam has, and pervasive developmental disorder. Autistic disorder is what people think of when hearing the word autism. People with autistic disorder usually have significant language delays, social and communication challenges, and unusual behaviors and interests. People with Asperger's syndrome usually have uh, some milder symptoms of autistic disorder. They might have social challenges and unusual behaviors and interests. However, typically they do not have problems with language or intellectual disability. Now, pervasive developmental disorder, those are uh, where symptoms might cause only social and communication challenges. Most usually uh, they have fewer and milder symptoms than those with autistic disorder. In a nutshell, autistic people have difficulty understanding or responding to social norms and cues. A person may become overly interested in a topic or subject. Now let's not confuse ADHD with autism. ADHD has symptoms such as frequently jumping from one task to another, being easily distracted, and difficulty focusing or concentrating where autism has the symptoms of being unresponsive to common stimuli. Now I wanna go over just a few statistics. Uh, one in 150 children in the United States have an ASD. 1% of the population of children aged three to 17 have an ASD. The worldwide diagnosis is 1% and growing. ASDs are four to seven times more likely to occur in boys than girls. ASDs are the fastest growing developmental disability, 10 to 17% annual growth rate. About half of the parents of children with an ASD notice their child's unusual behaviors by age 18 months, and about four-fifths notice by age 24 months. No one knows why kids have autism. Scientists and doctors are working to figure it out. With that said, welcome, Sam, to uh, It's a Wrap with Rap. Glad to have you aboard. Yeah, glad to be aboard, too. 
Let me start off by saying we have a couple things uh, in common. Uh, one of them is we are both one percenters and the other one is we both like wrestling. Now you're probably going, okay, what are you talking about one percenters? Uh, I am a male breast cancer uh, survivor and we are 1% of all breast cancer uh, diagnoses. So we know, I know a little bit about stigma and I'm an advocate for uh, male breast cancer. So we both share that. And uh, as far as uh, wrestling goes, uh, I guess we'll have to get together someday and talk about that because I've been following wrestling for a long, long time. So I could probably teach you a few things about those old guys in there. Anyway, uh, I want uh, our audience to get a sense of what it's like for an autistic person going through uh, life uh, through your experiences. Now, uh, we know that uh, you were diagnosed at age four. Uh, so I want to ask you, what, what were the early years uh, like in school, say from kindergarten to eighth grade? How were you treated by your peers and teachers? And tell us of your trials and tribulations in those years, as well as some of the best experiences you had during that time. Uh, I had no best experiences to answer that part, first of all. Okay. Um, but it was, a, it was a difficult time frame for me. I was trying to figure out socialize. I didn't understand the world, honestly. I didn't get, like, why am, why am I human? I didn't get why, why we go down slides. I really didn't understand state daily changes. I did have a good teacher, but it was a hard time for me. And my mom can tell you a little bit more about it. Sure. Yeah, so I, I'm mom. I'm Gina. Hi, um, Gina. Hi. Yeah, thanks for uh, letting me sit down on this. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, so... Um, I can kind of fill in the holes when Sam was really small, just because he, you know, doesn't remember that. Um, but yeah, Sam was diagnosed with autism when he was four, and like you said in the intro, he, um, we didn't, we did know fairly early that something was off as far as behavior went. Um, he was very delayed in speech. He um, didn't like his routine messed up. He. I mean, he just kind of had all of the all of the textbook symptoms of autism. So when he was four, we we got that diagnosis, and like he said, um, socially, uh, he did, and he still has a hard time sometimes, kind of going in and out of conversations. Sometimes socially, things have to be explained to him that comes very natural to somebody who's not on the spectrum. Um, but then on the flip side of that, you know, he's. Like, like you said in the intro too, intelligence wise, he's very intelligent. Yeah. He, um, he can tell you anything. You said wrestling. He can, he can tell you anything about wrestling. Um, he's very detailed oriented and is a very successful podcaster. So, yeah, when it comes to well, in a way, I think my details are when it comes to my work, but like talking, I don't talk in details. I work in details. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, what were your uh, your high school years like, uh, especially uh, your freshman year when everything changes so much from coming uh, from middle school? Well, I'm a senior in my high school, so right now, right? Going, yeah, I'm still going through high school, but freshman year it was difficult. I was trying to get my feet wet. I didn't know who it was. Like trying to figure that out. I was. I'm not saying the classes sucked. They were just like hard to learn because of the transition. And how um, it's different from middle school and high school because middle school and high school is different. I mean, you're not as 
don't, I don't say took care of as baby, I guess is the way to say it. Yeah. You're not, you're responsible for yourself. I mean, granted, they're happy to help you, but you got to go to them. They don't come to you. Yeah. It gets, it gets even uh, more difficult when you go on to college and you're, you know, schooling after high school, that's when you're really on your own. <laughs> yeah. You have to kind of seek them out. Yeah. That's what's scary. Yeah. So I listened to a bunch of your uh, podcasts just to get some background information. And on one of them, you talked about a brain trip. Can you explain that? Oh, yeah, sure. I know which one this was. So a brain trip to me, that's where. So I had a. this is like during my um, um, freshman year also, because sophomore year, I told her, like, I'm changing, period. I'm going to become more social. I'm fitting in. For the better or for the worse, I don't care what happens. I'm, I'm fitting in, period, whether I'm known good or bad. <laughs> and the brain trip, to answer your question, was I took a little brain trip to figure out who I was, like, how is this going to happen? You know, what do I have to – what steps do I have to take in order to become more social? How does this world work? Where do I see myself going, et cetera, et cetera. But one bad thing – it was good for the most part. I Like 99.9% .9 was pretty good. Yeah. One bad thing that came out about at that time, I'm not now, but – Kind of am still actually, but not like badly now. One bad thing about it is I was complete. I was arrogant, really arrogant. Okay. Like you probably punched me in the face eventually. <laughs> well, and can I chime in just for a second? Yeah, sure. Go as ahead, as, Gina. As far as the brain trip, when he explained it to me, the way I kind of saw it was someone who's not autistic. Um, you know, like changes and fitting in socially. Um, for most people that are on this spectrum you know, comes easier. But I mean, he had to label this thinking process as a brain trip. And he had to step back and figure out, you know, what am I going to change? And most people on the autism spectrum have to do that because right. that's the brain wiring, you know, so he had to, he had to call it something and he had to take time to really figure it out. Whereas, you know, a non-autistic person may not have to. Yeah, we basically row them. We basically row the magical school bus. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not in real life. Yeah, just just in your brain. Bingo. So you talk about. Uh, I think this was in another podcast uh, about the old Sam and the new Sam. So when did that transformation take place? Sophomore year as well. The old Sam was quiet, reserved, kind of shy, didn't want controversy, felt stupid a lot. And I'm telling you right now, he's dead. He's That's in too, That's so I'm glad we got rid of him. He's dead. He he's six feet under. He's rot he's rotten, honestly, with the his body's probably decomposed by now. But anyway, this new Sam who's right now, who's from head to toe, is Yeah, you're looking you know, good. Your new Sam's looking you. good. Thank you. Um, got short hair. <laughs> um, the new Sam's more sociable, willing to do this. What has mo more motivated than ever? Big dreams has like motivation. You know, become an entrepreneur. I mean, I'm dressed nice, like fancy shirt, pants are looking nice. I can't really lift the leg up, but um, that that's my point. Is if you told me old Sam would have been dressing up and this that when I would never tell tell you that would have been happening a long time ago but it's happening now i guess so gina you want to add something to that uh being mom 
Yeah, I mean, he has always been, I mean, he's been raised in a home where my husband and I have always, you know, we've raised him to be respectful and to work hard and, um, you know, but it just was kind of a different path, you know, to get there. And he kind of had to decide, like, I'm not, I'm not happy with this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have to, I have to change something. And I'm going to tell you right now, and this is the hard part with autism to kind of piggyback off that. Um, the best advice I can give is, I, this is unfortunate, but it's true. And I, I'm sorry, but it's true. People, are, it's highly likely. I'm not saying all the time. Granted, I, would, I feel like an idiot if I said that, but most people will not come to you. You have to come to them. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I have witnessed that throughout his life a lot. I'm a teacher. Yeah, I know. Uh -huh. I teach in the same district that he goes to school in. And it was hard. I mean, it was hard at times to see Sam, you know, I, there, there was bullying that happened, that bullying that I blatantly saw, and then bullying that I didn't see that some he told me about. I'm, I know there's some that he didn't tell me about. It was about, to protect you, because Mama Bear would come out. He knows. but um, Which is good. We all need <laughs> Mama Bear, believe me. <laughs> that was tough, and, you know, to see that. And um, people just didn't. And still to this day, just didn't, they, they weren't necessarily mean to him all the time, but for a lot of people, it's easier to exclude than to, oh, yeah. than to learn. Than so to Gina, were you, were you a teacher in, in any of Sam's uh, schools? I was his teacher. Yeah. I was his, I was his English teacher. And then in the eighth grade, in the eighth grade but then I, I saw our school is set up to where one side is elementary and one side's middle school. So when he was in elementary, all I had to do was walk across the cafeteria. And then when he was in the middle school, I would see him in the hallways and stuff. But um, that was hard. Like people, not necessarily adults, but kids just, it was easier not to try to figure Sam out. It was easier just to not communicate with him. So Sam, your Gina being uh, your English teacher, what about the other kids? I mean, wouldn't they try to kind of butter up to you because, you know, Gina was the teacher? Or wouldn't they, you know, kind of be okay, nice, nice to you? Sorry, I, I never seen the question at first, but now I do. Um, yes, I would say full on, when she was a teacher, more people were nicer to me than freshman year. And you think that's because she was in, she, she was, was a teacher. Correct. Yeah. yeah and yeah. plus people love her. So as, as a teacher. So when the they were falling on her is going to fall on me. When they were being nice to you, did you kind of think they were kind of being fakey about it or did that run across your mind? It did, but I mean, to be honest, I don't know how to, I didn't know how to take it, which is unfortunate and sad, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I still so, uh, don't know how to take niceness sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. will, I mean, he'll come home and ask, like, he'll say, hey, you know, this happened. Um, do you think they were being nice? Do you think that they were being a smart aleck? Do you think this? Do you think that? And he just, ha I just have to tell him what I think, but it, the, there's that social cue that disconnects sometimes. Well, yeah. I just, I still, when someone's even giving a simple compliment sometimes, I don't even know if it's being nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tell so it could be compliments. What what else could it be besides compliments that would throw you off? 
what else could it be? Um, sarcasm. Okay. Which I'm big on, and I am kind of sar- sarcastic. But what else could it be? Somebody being condescending. 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 Maybe some cynicism, that type of yeah. thing. Manipulative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Manip- okay. Yeah, I can see where that would be an issue. Uh, I, don't, I don't trust anyone. I got a lot of trust issues also to go with that. <laughs> a lot of trust issues? Lots of trust issues. I even trust her 100%. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I trust you, but if it makes you feel any better, I trust you 99.9. Oh, that makes me feel a lot better. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, the older you'll get, the more it'll it, it, it get to 100%, trust me. Uh, what influence, Sam, uh, did your parents have on you when you were growing up? Oh, big time. They were trying to, they tried to raise me right really well. I think they did a good job. I hope they did. I hope, I hope they think they did. I think. Um, I think they did. <laughs> I think that there were times where I'm not going to, this ain't me downplaying me, so don't get the wrong idea. But there, I think there were times where she should have been more, how can I wear this? Helping instead of disciplining? Okay. You know I mean? Where mm-hmm. instead, of dis- instead of disciplining me, she's like, oh, he's had an autistic moment. Let's help him instead of get ground him from his video games. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, I always go back to all parents, non-autistic, autistic, doesn't matter. We're going to mess up. <laughs> we yeah. are, we're not perfect. And there, I'm sure there were times where Sam was really just having a hard time with something. And we were just like, seriously, stop it. And he couldn't. And then he got something taken away or, but that was, that's, that was tough when he, especially when he was younger, it's like, is he really throwing a tantrum here because he's being a turd or is it really and we got it right most of the time, I think. I but think you did too. There were times. But I where, think there were times where you're like, oops, I probably should have done yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I think all parents. I think there were times that. where I was having autistic, being a turd, it was an autistic moment. Right, absolutely. And times we thought it was an autistic moment, I was being a turd. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Agreed. So, Sam, help us uh, understand autistic people, how they uh, see and process the world differently than the rest of us um, sure it's different brain wiring um i think it depends on who you are uh, i'll give you an example one to guess you said mary temple grandin she yeah. thinks pictures and word and pictures and math mathematics i mean animal science i'm thinking well that that's not me i think english words music uh wrestling like it's kind of like a little dance in my eyes uh which is so incredible because they have the exact same diagnosis. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Temple Grandin and Sam, they're both on a piece of paper, you know, on wherever it says, whatever, you know, society calls it a disability, but we don't call it a disability. No. And I hate using, you know, I hate using that term. It's not a disease, obviously. They use the word disorder or disability and I don't like it either. Uh, but that's what you see in the literature all the time, you know, when you research it. It's, and it's, that's, and I don't want to say that it's not that completely because people that are in the spectrum have challenges. Oh, some challenges. Major challenges. However, on the flip side of that, I'm not on the autism spectrum and I have challenges. Oh yeah. So yeah, you can't. Yeah, we all do. (laughs) That's a challenge. We're all disabled if we want to get technical. Like he's no more disabled than I am. 
Yeah. So, I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't remember where I was going. Oh, I know what I was going to say. His uh, Dr. Grandin and, and Sam have the exact same diagnosis, but they think differently. Like she thinks in pictures, she, like you said, mathematics and architecture and she can build things and he that's not how his brain works i mean granted i'm partially visual and i learn visually but if you're taking like on a daily basis it's words like yeah you tell me like if you get straight to the point you're like we're gonna it's raining cats and dogs i, I mean i'm smart enough now but when i was alive, i would take that literally yeah he would go outside <laughs> and look for cats and dogs <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you know we're mentioning dr temple grandin and I know you had her on your podcast, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, can yes. you tell our audience who she is? Because not only being autistic, she's also a big advocate and she's done some other great things. Can you? Oh, yeah. She, she is the biggest autistic advocate in the world. She's changed the cattle industry big time. She's created the hug machine, the cattle dipping system, I think is what's, if I remember correctly. And there's something else. And she changed how slaughterhouses operate. She changed the humane way of um, handling cattle. And had she not had, if she didn't have autism, she would never have been able to do that. Because that was, so that to her, that's, that's an ability. Um, right. Her, the, the other young man that was on Sam's show, um, Armani Williams, who was a NASCAR driver, he he would never be able to be as successful if he weren't autistic Yeah, because he gets in the car, straps in, and he's a hundred percent hyper-focused on driving. Yeah. He and Peter, else. sorry. You're okay. And Peter Lance, you know, when he, he's a video game developer with autism, he skips steps. That's not me. I'm like, no, it's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. He's like M, L, Q, R, yeah, T. He doesn't have a. to go through A through L. But because it just goes right to M. But because of Peter Lance's, the video, because he's so successful, um, to him, uh, again, autism is an ability. He couldn't develop those games if his brain weren't wired the way that it is. Absolutely. So, and I'm glad, I'm glad our audience is hearing this because they're realizing that it's also a positive. I mean, absolutely. it's not a negative. It's, it's just, it's, it's just peop, peop, autistic people see things differently. That's how the brain is wired, you know, differently. But that's, that's but okay. Yeah, absolutely. And we always like, as far as the term like normal, that, right. that we don't, I don't think that's fair because nobody gets to choose that. Right. And, then, and even on the flip side of that, his brain is wired differently, a hundred percent, but different than what? Like mine's wired differently. Different Yours is you. wired differently, absolutely. but everybody's is wired differently. So even the word different right. is, a, is an okay way to describe it. But on the flip side of that, like different than what? Or it's, it's, what, it's wired unique. In a unique way, yeah. I think that would be better than different. I yeah. think unique's a good word. Absolutely. Or eccentrically. I mean, mm -hmm. that would be, I don't know if that's a word. But eccentrically? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh. I'm not sure about that. I didn't know that was a word. I knew I'll, have to, I'll have to get on my iPhone and look at Google and see about that one. <laughs> I know Cedric Lee was one. Uh, okay, I have another one for you. Talk about uh, the sensory problems affecting autistic people. For oh. example, sense of touch, smell, taste. Uh, I've read where autistic people have vision problems, sensitivity to light, hearing sensitivities. 
Can you expound on that a little bit? Sure. I can't really do the eyes one because I don't have any eye problems. I'm kind of pretty chill with eyes. Uh, well, I guess that is one. Good. Thanks for reminding me for that one. Um, I have really bad depth perception. So if you, in your eyes, if it's a mile away for me, it'd be like 20 feet. So that's why I don't drive. So for me, I'd hit the stop too early or a little too late. There's no yeah. middle ground. It's no, it's too early or too late. Yeah. And what about, uh, what about uh, sensitivity to light and hearing sensitivities, that type of thing? Uh, I mean, it may, it may not affect you, but what about yeah. other friends you have that have autism? Sure. It does affect him, though. Like, there's light doesn't affect me. Not light, but sounds. Sounds. I was going to talk about that one. Sounds do affect me bad. I mean, there are certain sounds like I haven't, what's it called? Like, a, what was that? China? It was made in China. Like a music box? Yeah, music box. Thank you. Okay. Uh, music box. And I don't play it because it gives me really bad depression. Yeah, it's just an off sound. He doesn't. And when he was little, like we, one of the, the first times we realized he might be autistic was when we would go to a fireworks show or try something like that. Like that was a nightmare. Um, yeah. That was horrible. And then like spontaneous noises when he was small, if he didn't know it was coming, like an air horn or a buzzer at a ball game or something. Or maybe a car backfiring or something. Or like so that. a startling yeah. me like someone did earlier. Yeah. yeah, he still doesn't like to be startled, but I scare him anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I pretty much, I pretty much. Well, right. and then you don't like, um, you don't like tags and stuff. No, I don't like tags. I don't like holes on my shirt either. Or wet clothes. Oh, there's a, it's kind of depends on the wet clothes. If it's a shirt wet, no. I don't, I don't play the shirt wet game or gotcha. if I was one, if I want to enter wet t-shirt contest either. I'm not, I'm not entering you in any wet t-shirt contest. Thank okay. you. And it has to be, and the pants are fine, but the tip of them, if it's like right here, you're really particular. I'm very particular now because it feels like I'm just stepping on like a wet washcloth. Yeah. I don't like tags either. So no, I, I rip them out. I, I, yeah. Uh, tell me about hugs. I hear autistic people really like to be hugged. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Yep. Well, well, some half and half. I'd say depends on the person. Some people aren't, aren't going to be a good toucher or hugger or affectionate. I'm one of those people. I am not one of those people. Honestly, because I don't see I can live like that. Honestly, I'll be honest. He's a hugger. Yep. <laughs> But I don't think I'll, I don't think some of those are. Yeah, I was gonna say I've heard, I've met people that are on the spectrum and um, that just don't hug. I mean, I've talked. Temple to, doesn't hug. Yeah, Temple doesn't. Miss uh, Dr. Grandin does not hug. She doesn't make small talk. Whenever we were doing the um, interview, she was uh, it was it was an amazing experience to be able to meet her and talk to her. But I was so excited because I had used her TED Talk and we'd read books about her in my class. She kicked you out. And I was so excited. So before his interview, I sat down in front of the camera and I was like, oh my gosh, like Temple Grandin and tried to talk to her. And she's just like shaking her head. And she said, can we do the interview? Can, I, can we go? Yeah. Like, yes, ma'am. There's no, there's no small talk with her. No, she's, is, is she, she's amazing. Is she, a, is she a professor out in Colorado? Yep. At Colorado State University okay. of Science. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we know uh, uh, some autistic people practice what they call masking, where they hide their autistic traits. Did you ever do that? And what is your opinion of that? Uh, 
do you think they're just being ashamed of of having the the uh, disorder? No. Okay. To answer, I'm going to give you three words: no and why. Mm-hmm. Why do it? Mm-hmm. You're 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 not helping anyone. You're not helping yourself, your parents, especially your teachers or anyone around you masking it. There's no reason to. Right. There's no there's no reason to mask it. And and I, and I don't I don't want to speak from someone's perspective that has autism because I don't. And I don't want to, you know, like say, well, this is what I would do because I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I'm my role is to support Sam, but I just it makes me very sad. Yeah. It makes me really sad that society has made people feel like that they need to. Um, we never, never did that. As soon as he was diagnosed, we went into action. We provided what he needed to be successful. And it's nothing, he embraces it. We embrace it. We embrace Sam. If we don't embrace the autism, which is a little piece of him, we don't embrace him at all. And that's not. Yeah, he might as well just spit me in the air if you don't. Yeah, that's not. I, I just I, I just think it's, to me, it, it's sad because we're all unique and we all should be something. Right. And, and you know, being uh, in the Male Breast Cancer Coalition and, and advocating for it, uh, we have a lot of men that are diagnosed and it's, I mean, it's kind of like masking. They don't want to admit uh, that they have what they call a quote woman's disease, although it's not, I mean, anybody can get breast cancer if you have breast tissue. So we, we go through that uh, a lot with, yeah. with our men and uh, try to bring them out. And, you know, we've had, men that have actually uh, talked about, you know, doing away with themselves and that type of thing. So uh, stigma, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible that, that society puts a stigma on this stuff. You are part of the solution. Uh, just let you know, you're part of the solution saying, Hey, I had a, what you quote unquote woman's disease, but I'm still living and I'm, I beat cancer. I mean, I don't care what cancer you get is like you beat it dang i probably don't know if i could beat it yeah that's admirable just within itself to have the strength to we just we just had a a meeting and we had a international music mogul i'm not going to name names uh who had male breast cancer and decided that he was going to call it chest cancer instead because obviously he was ashamed. And uh, so we, you know, we're, we've been dealing with that kind of thing. Uh, and yeah, and thank you. You know, we're out there advocating just like you're advocating right now, you know, to make people aware of autism and what, and what it is. And what would be awful, Grant, is if you called it boob cancer, because that would, now that yeah. we, that's just be kind of, now that's, now I'm not saying like you need me at Pope Flannery. Yeah, but that's just, again, that is just another like chest cancer rather than breast cancer you call it what it is I exactly mean, exactly like breast cancer and chest cancer yeah well his thinking was that uh some of the men in the black and brown community just couldn't cope with the word breast cancer and he wanted to call it something else and my suggestion to him was okay fine if you want to use that term initially to to get a conversation going that's fine but at the end of the day tell them hey it's breast cancer yeah you know it's not chest cancer 
So. So what, Sam, are some of the biggest mistakes you believe autistic people and their families make going through life in regard to dealing with people? That we can't live on our own, that we can't, that we can't be successful in life and go get a job, have a family, et cetera, et cetera. Do all the happy lifestyles, do living your life, doing like being an adult, like, can't, like they can't be an adult. That is someone go to help him with the bathroom every time. Mm, you know, you could be right. But what about on the flip side for a minute? Let's think. What if he can't do go in the bathroom well, yet he can cook something amazing? Yeah. What if someone can't drive, hint, hint, wink, wink, but yet he can do this for pretty darn well? Yeah. Good point, Sam. Good Success point. It's in all different packages. So Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to name names. My friend, he's in a wheelchair. He 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 can't walk. He's never been able to walk since. Ever. He ever. Annoying. He was born with one leg. Spina bifida. Spina bifida. I got a best friend who's on spina bifida. You probably won't mind me mentioning him. But I've seen like his movie. He's a big like film, not filmmaker, but he likes to write movie scripts. Holy crap. I can never do that. Right. Or even. Right. You make good points. Gina, you want to add to that? I was going to say with Sam. You know, right now with, you know, we've, we've gone through the driving schools and, you know, we've involved specialists with his depth perception and we've, you know, been to a rehabilitative center where an they, eye doctor, an eye doctor where they kind of assessed him and drove with him and it's just not going to happen right now. And that's okay. Um, but, you know, he can't drive right now, but he can come to his studio and do things that I don't even know what he's doing. He might struggle with me saying, hey, like, this is how we do the laundry. Like, I understand that you're doing the laundry your way, but maybe the clothes aren't getting clean or this is the way that's successful. He might struggle with that. But at the end of the day, there are so many things yeah. that Sam's good at. Yeah, I mean, yeah. granted, it may be harder for us to get a job. I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm not trying to be condescending here. It is harder. It is harder, it is harder because that kid who can't do go to the bathroom I mean, they, it's going to be hard to, mm -hmm. to bring, not do your thing and get out and go touch food. Right. Well, because I, I don't want anyone to, you know, well, what I think what I have heard Sam say too, is it, like, if you're looking specifically at autism, anybody on the autism spectrum, high or low middle, and maybe the umbrella with the PDD disorders or Asperger's or whatever it is, every human being has something to offer. This yes. World no yes. matter what it is. I don't care yeah. if they are, you know, I can think like Stephen Hawking's. I mean, he, he right. was bound to a wheelchair. He couldn't speak, but look at what he contributed. Yeah, and oh, absolutely. someone else. Yeah. Like if I can give another example, I'm sure. Don't give names, but yeah. Uh, well, it's one another one of my friends. Don't give names. I'm not gonna give names. Okay. But he's very low too. I think you know which one it is. Mm -hmm. He's extremely low and everyone loved him at the school. He can't go because of the Corona. But one thing I was able to see him do and I'm and I got me happy was he's a farmer mm -hmm. and he pushed a hay bale. I thought. Yeah, which is great. Tell me, tell me he can't go do something. And another really good friend that you have is an extremely, he's, he's on the spectrum pretty low, but loves to bowl. And is, Oh my bowl, gosh. Yes. Bowling league and, and how much, how much points has he gotten? Yeah. He's, he's very good. He's got no right. like 200 points. Yeah. Wow. He's had 200 games, huh? 
he's had, I mean, he does. 200 really points. Well. He's strikes. Every time he bowls, I'm like, yeah, that's my yeah. man. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great to hear. Uh, okay. Moving on. There are media stereotypes out there such as autistic people being socially awkward, lacking empathy, being a genius. Now, hopefully uh, your advocacy efforts can reverse some of that. What do, you, uh, what do you think some of the biggest myths are out there regarding autism and autistic people? Um, well, to be honest, I'm going to make a little joke here. It's kind of funny because you said the media downplays it, yet I'm doing a media thing. But anyway, um, you know, I'm going to do some kind of fun. I'm not going to dismiss them 100%. They're partially true. We lack empathy. They're correct. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie. Like we have empathy. Mm, no, we, I'm not saying don't. I don't have empathy. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, can, can be, I can be cold. I mean, granted, I can be cold and be like, what are you doing? And make him feel stupid. I mean, not intentionally, but he, but, Sam, but I am empathetic. But you're aware of it too. Yeah. But He's I'm empathetic though. I can be empathetic though. Yeah, absolutely. when the time comes to me. Yeah. Any other I, myths come to, come to mind? What were the other ones you said? There was another one you said. Uh, lacking empathy, socially awkward, being a genius. Um, socially awkward. I'm not going to dismiss that one either. Yes, we are. I mean, is it, am I, but guess what? I'm proud of it. Yeah. But here's my thinking too, with that is. It's just harder. The, we, we may start a conversation next to conversation our own way. If you don't like it, well, don't, you're not our time. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I completely agree with you, but I feel like the myth lies in just because you have autism, that means you're going to be socially awkward. I don't have autism and I'm really socially awkward. Oh yeah. You do the shoot dance. And try like, to- it doesn't seem socially awkward to me. <laughs> Not really socially awkward, but I'm, but I'm, I'm awkward. Like oh. I, I'm weird and I embrace that. Yes. And that's, I guess what I'm saying is it just, just because you are on the spectrum doesn't mean you're going to be socially awkward. There have been a lot of fun which nights. Most, most, oh. most people on the spectrum are. Yeah. But then a lot of people off the spectrum are as well. Yeah. There are a lot of, <laughs> there have been a lot of fun nights, honestly. Yeah. You got to have fun. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of fun nights because of our craziness, I think. Yeah. And our weirdness. Sure. Yeah. I bet you have some good times. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, she sings every time the song breaks out and we, we make fun of it, call it Tourette's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people where I, if I hear a song lyric, then I break out in the song lyric. <laughs> oh, it's, it's funny too. It's bad, bad, funny. <laughs> do you, do you agree that kids with autism want to be included? Talk about uh, the stigma and talk about, uh, again, what is normal? And we've agreed that we don't really know what normal is. Well, there's no normal again to kind of repeat, but we do want to be included. We want to be a part of something. I mean, granted, I don't know what that could be. Mine just happened to be media, but I was a part of something else. I mean, I'm a second, almost a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. And, and I guess I wasn't socially, socially right, but there's nothing as that. Or I was a little socially awkward as that, but yet I fit in well and I enjoyed it. Yeah. That, that I think, Again, like people that are on the spectrum, I've heard Sam say before, I just want to, I just want to be included. But they treat the, the instructor, I, oh, I don't know what I was going to say, I didn't mean, or I just didn't finish my thought, I just forgot. Okay. okay. 
they everyone treated me like I was one of them. And the instructors treated me like everyone else. I mean, they understood, yes, you have it, but you're going to do this, period. Yeah. Yeah, they did, but that's what he... And at the time, I thought, really, guys? Come on. But then, at, now, looking at it, I was like, oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, they knew, his instructors knew he had autism. Like, they knew, but at the same time, they were like, well, I'm sorry, but if you want to get this black belt, you're still going to have to do this and this and this. Karate so. kick. I'm impressed. Black belt? I'm impressed. Almost a second degree. You, yeah, you, you, you might be a WWE uh, star <laughs> someday with, with all I have that. the body for it. <laughs> you what? I don't have the body for it. Well, maybe not in the WWE, but maybe one of the other promotions. Maybe. But, have, you um, ever, have you ever heard of AEW? Yeah, I don't watch that. I'm strictly WWE. If they uh, offered you enough money, would you go? I think you're. Mi- uh-huh. I think you're missing the boat on that one. You need to. You need to tune in on that. It's. It's. Uh, actually, right. Right here. I'm. I'm broadcasting out of Jacksonville, Florida, and that's where it's from. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Tune it in. I think it's on Wednesday nights on TNT. Yeah, it is. You got to yeah. I will. Yeah. Check it out. They got a lot of ex-WWE guys in there now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And got... to top it off, she's a blue belt in Krav Maga. Oh, Krav Maga. Yeah. The Israeli defense. Uh, yeah. I'm very familiar with that. Yeah. I did it for five years. And then your knee blew out. And then I hurt my knee, and so. Okay, well, we're going to keep you out of the Israeli army then. <laughs> oh, Mark. I still have it. <laughs> oh, please. I could easily take you down. <laughs> I've got kind of a tricky question for you. And I threw this in here, I and, you know, I not, not to be insensitive or anything, but uh, is the R word one of the worst things an uninformed person on autism could ever say? Oh, that's one way to get on my bad side. <laughs> and I'm sorry to say this, but and I'm sorry the language, but if you say it, you piss me off, honestly. Well, to him, yeah. yeah. It's, but as far as, yeah, like we don't, I don't really, I, th- this is just my personal opinion. And Sam can, you know, of course, have his own, but I don't feel like there's any place for it. Um, a lot of people will say, well, it's a, it's a medical word. No, it isn't. It's not a medical word anymore. It's an insult. It's, it's insulting. And, you know, like we, we live in a world now where there are other things that they can say, you know, like on the spectrum or, um, you know, but it's, it's not, it's not acceptable. No, it's not. And I'm guy, and I'm I'm a sail, I'm a sail mouth on it. <laughs> you can say any word around me, the f bomb. I don't care. Yeah, but if it's the R word, we're done. Yeah, we don't do that. Right, and I just want everybody out there who doesn't know anything about autism to know, hey, never use that word. And no, it's not around me at least. No, around I, anybody. I really. I don't think you should use it ever. Um, no. I was, you know, I talked to my students about it because I teach eighth grade. And they are all the time, they don't do it in my classroom, but um, if, you know, they might do it once, but they'll say, you know, oh, you're such the R word. And then I'll be like, why would you do that? Like, do you, you don't know who's standing around you. Right. I have, I have a son who's on the autism spectrum. Do you think he just offended me? And they'll be like, I'm sorry, but they don't mean it. you just have, well, they might, but uh, you just have to be careful with, cause you don't know who's standing around. Right. Right. And, you know, for our audience, we have people, you know, this this uh, podcast is going worldwide. We're, we're putting it out on a lot of platforms. And we just want people to know, hey, what you 
what's acceptable sure. and what's not. Absolutely. How many of your friends, uh, Sam, have a background in understanding autism? Um, in understanding, wow, that's a good question. Your friends now? Yeah, friends now, yeah, I think that's what he means. Um, I'm trying to count. I have, I have three there on the spectrum, one's my benefit, so that's three automatically. Right. I have a woman friend who understands it because she has a, is that the thing I push the bail? That's her cousin. Um, I would say on average. On average, are. most. Oh, that's and I think good. They've, they've been, I think they understand it because of Sam. And um, I mean, I think at this point now, his friends look, see Sam and Sam just happens to have autism. And I, I don't think most people like his age or he, that he considers true friends, I don't think they put that first. I think that if they were introducing Sam, they would introduce Sam and, you know, they wouldn't say this is Sam with autism. I don't know, really. That's a good question. Yeah, that is an interesting question. Good one. <laughs> I always do that because I'm, I'm, I'm not the best interviewer or interviewee sometimes. I always try to ask questions nobody thinks they're going to get. I like those make it, make it interesting for you, right? And I did too. I just had a hard time like, because I'm autism. I'm autistic. Like I said, I'm so blunt. I'm like, why we spy stuff? Let's just ask it. <laughs> <laughs> now, autistic, we know autistic people are prone to meltdowns and tantrums. Uh, Sam, what kind of situations can cause that? Uh, oh, daily changes. Again, that could be one. Um, and something that would probably cause any other child to probably melt down as well. Like, we can't get our favorite toy. Our favorite ice cream got vanish because of the because we told that oh hey we're an ice cream not there okay but a, a tantrum and a meltdown um i it, you know they're different a tantrum can usually be defi be defined as anybody any kid that's just throwing a fit because you know they're not getting their way or something but a meltdown is so it can be often be like neurological it can be an overload of emotions or an overload of feelings that the brain can't, there, there, it's just so many things are firing and it, it can't be helped is what really the difference. Yeah, and I still have, I, it's, they're not external meltdowns, they're internal meltdowns. I basically just shut down. Did, did, did those things happen er, early on when you were younger and then, and then subside after that or? External, like, like, ah, yeah, yeah, that, yes. Yeah. But that's happened sometimes. Like, think of Walmart. You, I had a big one, I think. Which time, dude? Uh, how much? <laughs> well, um, he started... I didn't know I had a one. Yeah, he started having meltdowns um, at a pretty young age. And that was really one of the first, one of the behaviors where we were like, okay, like, we, this is our, our first, this is our first child. And he's our, he's an only child. And we didn't really know. I mean, we were new parents and um, but it was just different. It was, you know, you walk past his toys and you move something on accident that might make a child kind of mad and they might cry and be like, you moved my toy. But this was an hour, two hours of just complete, massive sobbing and crying wow. and being not consolable. So it's, 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 it was different. <laughs> yeah. But I just have internals. I just don't talk and shut down. I mean, yeah. I, I had a lot of those, believe me. Basically, I have really bad anxiety issues. I just yeah. do that. Like, mm -hmm. Just shut down. Yep. 
kind of like that. Sam, what prompted you to be a podcaster and an advocate for autism? And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the podcast, Autism Rocks and Rolls, and what has been some of the highlights of doing the podcast uh, so far for you? Sure. Um, so I started it in my media club after I found it at my, at my local hospital's dance marathon and when our school first had it. And I found media club, that's where I found it. And they, I want, cause I do my own school's podcast, Thundercast or some of it. And I finally had enough of just doing that. And I want to add some to it. Cause if not, I podcast would have grown out the window and got stale. And I didn't want to end it, this opportunity. So I came up with the name Rocks and Rolls. And I thought, well, what's the mom, the English teacher of her came out and she went, what's your purpose? And I wanted to help people. I want to help, you know, and I, that's what I do. I mean, yes, yeah. I am gruff, but I want to help. So that's where she said, well, let's think of a purpose here. And I said, okay, let's be an autistic advocate. Maybe and I was like, okay, we can do that. And let's give that a shot. Boom. And then it's launched off since then. But some of the uh, highlights you asked, interviewing some major celebrities, as you said, right. um, I've done a TED talk. I'm familiar with that. And I've you, you want to you want to explain that to the to the audience though what a TED talk is? Sure. So a TED talk is where you um you we had to do a virtual this year because of the virus, obviously. Wonder why. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's a talk where you get on a stage or you're sitting on your sofa, I guess, and you just talk about a topic and you public speak about it. Yeah. And that's what it mainly is. And I've done mine over why autistic people need structure in their life. Okay. And then one more highlight is this is a recent one. Um, I've had some sponsors, which we'll shout out to. We'll give a shout out to Wellspring Pain Solutions, um, Commercial Service, Salon 45, Blue Boy Chocolate Store, and Little Blue's Tattoos. Perfection Autoglass. <laughs> and Perfection Autoglass. And... What a recent one is I won. Um, I'm in the JAG program as well. And that's it. So like they teach you job skills. And I think that's really good for me. Uh, and entrepreneurship. Yep. But um, I won the entrepreneurship plan and I'm going to go to 300 bucks. And I won that. But I'm also going to go to the state. Yeah. Oh, nice. He entered that's the awesome. and won, won his region. And so now all of the region winners go to Indianapolis, Indiana soon and compete. Um, wow there so it's really exciting that should be great it is great i'm nervous as heck though just <laughs> oh you'll do fine you'll do fine i mean it's I, okay I, it's okay to be nervous once you get in yeah. there though the butterflies will go away yeah and that that's the thing i'm good at too with autism is autistic people don't really express themselves that well act cast came the polar opposite with me yeah he's always been able to i'll tell you if i'm mad i'm mad i'll tell you yeah yeah i like that i like you express yourself well Sam, what are you most excited about for the future? And will you continue to be an advocate for autism and a voice for those affected with autism? Yes. But as far as podcasting, I don't know. That's, um, I always ask you, like, we always, and if we ask me to time travel for five years, you just get back, get shot back out of the time traveling machine. Cause I want to know, I want to give you an, I can't give you a straight answer. Right. It's only time will tell on that one. Well, I mean, he is literally. Yeah, he is college bound. I mean, he's going to go to our local, our local college is what he wants to do for like general classes, and then he'll transfer to a bigger school in Indiana. Um, 
<clears throat> for media or maybe something else, but um, we're just going to ride it until see where it goes. Sure. That's all we can do. See what, what the road takes you down. Sam, what are the most important things you want people out there to know or realize about people with autism? And how would you like people to treat autistic people? Like you're one of us. Treat us like any other person. But I want people to know that we're not broken. We're not stupid. We, we don't need to be fixed. We're fine living the way we are. Will it be hard some days? Yes. Will there be some really good successful days? Oh, yeah. That I can guarantee. Sam, where can people follow you? They can find me on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, LinkedIn, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud and iHeartRadio. All right. Do you have a website? Yes. It is called www.autismrocksandrolls.com, and that's where you can find everything about me. Yeah, it's okay. a good, good starting place. He has a um, He has a sponsorship website as well that's linked to the website, but he's at, for ad space wise, he's booked until I want to say like February 2022. Um, but he is um, he is offering some kind of mini sponsorships and and other opportunities for that. So that's all on the website. And we actually awesome. his his merchandise is on the website now. But we're in the process of switching to like an online store for his merchandise. But I'm still in the middle of that. But you okay, tell tell us about your merchandise. I'm interested in this. All right, so we have offer paracord bracelets, COVID-19 awareness mask, shirts, and decals. Wow. Well, those are what he's selling now, but like I said- We're going to get, we're making bobbleheads, by the way, at some point. Oh, bobbleheads, I love those things. Yeah, we're switching to, an like I said, an online store, and I actually was just working on that, but- Eventually, we're going to have sweatpants and sweatshirts and mugs and the whole gamut of things. So that's coming within within a month, probably. So are the bobbleheads going to be of you? Oh, yeah. You want I, may have, I may have to get one of those. Can we have some of me? <laughs> no. I'll tell you what, we'll have one of our whole... Well, I want to have the whole family. The whole family, including, yeah. the, including our dad. <laughs> are we gonna Are we gonna have your picture on a mug as well? Um, I'm not having a mug shot, but like like a coffee mug. Um, maybe. You... I want. I just kind of want the guitar for a little bit. To be honest with you. Oh uh, well, he or has my logo. He has two, he has his logo, which is really cool. He had that specially designed. And then my dad is an artist, so he does all of the um, he does all of the artwork for his shirts. So he's got wow. some pretty cool, pretty cool shirts. But yeah, the bobbleheads will be cool. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to the bobbleheads. All right. Well, I want to thank you for being. I want to thank you for being a guest, and I hope you will continue on your path uh, to being the the successful person you are and making a difference in this world. I will include uh, all the links that uh, your mother, Gina, mentioned in the podcast notes. And I want to thank everyone for listening. I want everybody out there to stay safe. And for now, it's a wrap.